It's been a minute. <laughs> oh my god, I'm kind of nervous. Let me take a sip. What is up, you guys? Welcome to the I Don't Have a Name for This podcast. I am your host, Kristen J, and it has been a minute. <laughs> Honestly, it's been long overdue since we had an episode for this podcast, and there's just so much to talk about, so much to catch up on, but this is not the episode for that. Today's episode is going to be more so focused on, if you read the title, Falling Out of Love with Law School. And oh my god, I feel all this nervous energy inside of me. I don't know why. It's like this topic, It's that, that's like the first time I've said that out loud actually. And I've thought it. And it's been a very scary thought. But before we get into all that. You guys already know we have to start the podcast off with asking, well, with me asking you guys, how are you doing? No, really, how are you? If you're new to this podcast, then you probably don't know, but you can suspect that I like to create space for my listeners to check in with themselves and give them a moment or give you guys a moment to really tap into your inner emotions even if it's just for 30 seconds while you're listening to this podcast if nothing else you take from this podcast i hope that that 30 second check-in drives home the point that you need whatever you need to take from it i hope you're able to take that from it and so now with that being said let's get into the very juicy juicy topic for today which is falling out of love with law school and before we get started one more let me just address the elephant in the room i'm bald I am bald. I decided to shave my head off this weekend. Um, This was something that's been planned since September. I knew the moment that I was bleaching my hair platinum blonde. If you follow me on my socials, then you know that I bleached my hair platinum blonde. Um, And if you watch this podcast anywhere where there's video, you probably... Well, actually, no, I don't think I've done a podcast episode with my blonde hair. Wow. Well, shame on me. <laughs> no shame on me. We we don't um we don't shame ourselves for taking breaks when we need them. But um yeah, so when I dyed my hair, bleached my hair platinum blonde, I knew that it was going to be but a matter of time before I shaved it off and this weekend was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. Because I just came from hot yoga. I'm doing yoga, which is my new like jam or whatever. And it's not just yoga, but it's hot yoga. And so every every evening or morning, I'm like leaving out of yoga, feeling like a wet puppy. My hair is like stuck to my forehead. And I wasn't liking it. And it was really annoying. <laughs> and I had did a pixie cut. If you follow me on my socials, then you know. But if you don't, that's cool. Go follow me. <laughs> But I did a pixie cut and that pixie cut was very cute. 
but a lot of maintenance and it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't like it was cute. I did it for 30 days, but to maintain it, I just wasn't, I wasn't signing up for that. So I was like, you know what? It's yoga or my hair and clearly yoga won. (laughs) So now to get started with today's very much interesting topic, which is I am not in love with law school anymore. And the reason why that's such a daunting thing for me um, is because it has me challenging and questioning a lot of what I've known to be true. And um, so basically, I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was like about four years old. I used to advocate for my siblings back at home. Like whenever there was punishment, I'm like their little defense lawyer. My mom was like, you should be a lawyer. I'm like, I am. I will be a lawyer and here I am halfway through the journey and it is so surreal it is so bittersweet like this is a very very um I don't want to use the word difficult because I don't like when people um prescribe or project what they find difficult to things like law school because I'm not here to deter anyone but it was challenging it has been challenging that's what that's the proper word that's the proper term it's been extremely challenging for me and just being so far away from home from my family members and my friends and everything that I know um yeah it's been really tough and my first couple of months in law school I started to struggle with depression again and it started to show up in the ways that my house was a mess, my car's a mess and I started to like kind of panic because the last time I was having like a major depressive episode it was in New York during the pandemic. I just lost my father and was struggling with the concept of being locked in at home and it was just so much going on and I just never ever want to return to that place and so when I was fresh out of New York straight into law school going through depression again I was like I started to panic and I was like no okay what are we gonna do we're gonna get help now because I remember when I was going through this during the pandemic I also went and got help and I sought professional help from a therapist and that's what really helped me navigate this space because a lot of people that are around me we don't necessarily have the tool belt, the tools in our tool belt to deal with this kind of stuff. You know, like a lot of us, our parents did the best that they could with the knowledge that they had. And we are the generation that's like challenging mental health um, constructs and what, um, at least in the Latin community, in the Hispanic community, what is considered taboo. And so a lot of this is just, you know, trial and error and you don't know what you don't know and so with that being said like professional help and even if we had someone in our circle or people to look up to I think the professional help is honestly one life-changing and two life-saving for me so I have always been really open to the idea of therapy ever since um my incident that happened at (laughs) I don't want to get into that right now but just know I've been open to the idea of therapy because that is a whole other topic within itself and maybe I should do a separate um podcast episode on that which I probably will 
But anyways, um, so that was the first time experiencing depression here so far away in California in law school. And I realized quick fast that law school doesn't lend itself to taking breaks for mental health or recovery or I need to take a weekend off or a week off because you fall so far behind in law school just missing one day so like a weekend or a week is it's insane it's not not doable because I've done it but it's not fun and it and it and it feels like at one moment, especially my second semester in law school, I felt like I had to choose between my mental health and being successful, a successful law student. And I remember bawling my eyes out crying because I was just like, I can't do this. I want to do both. I want to be successful. I want to retain my scholarship, but I can't do it at the expense of my mental health. And so, and honestly, if my mental health is in shambles, then my grades are not going to be good and the scholarship is going to be as good as gone. So I really had to early on find that balance. And I think that second semester, I I really did lose myself. Um, but I had about from the end of, from the middle of April, the end of April-ish, like two and a half, three weeks into April was the last um, exam I had for my second semester. And then I didn't return back to school until the last week of August. So that was a good enough time to like recalibrate, reset my nervous system, get in touch with myself. And so when I started my third semester, I was really excited and passionate. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be the student that I know I can be. And life was like, psych, pause, hold on. And I had my fair share of... battles to handle um in my third semester and that is I think when I developed high functioning depression because at that point my mind and body knew that I could not check out of law school that wasn't an option for me so if you're going to be depressed it's going to be a high functioning depression and honestly It took me a while to realize. I actually just realized that I was, I am dealing with um, high functioning depression this weekend when I had a total, complete mental breakdown. It's been three weeks into my fourth semester, which means I'm almost like, it's crazy to me. The fact that this is the fourth week of my second year, second semester, second year. Like what? Like let's what? Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> mess that up but anyways um yeah the fact that like I'm about to be two years into this career um is insane into this law school career is insane like that's crazy to me because wow (laughs) four-year-old me little baby me dreamed of times like this and if I sat here and told you guys everything that I've been through you would be like, wow, you're not supposed to be here. It's a fucking miracle, honestly. And so let me take a sip in one second. And so, um, ooh, I just had to process that. (laughs) And so the fact that I'm literally just about two thirds of the way through is insane. And so 
part of me was questioning like maybe this is self-sabotage maybe this is um fear of success you know or fear of failure or fear of both to be honest and maybe this is why I am doing the things that I'm doing because three weeks into school and I already had missed two classes I missed two classes last week exactly and It just started to feel like a monumental effort to socialize, to wash my dishes, even though there was like two or three dishes in the sink. It felt like a big deal to um, read even one page. I didn't want to read. Like, I just was like, I would open my book and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, do I I not want to be a lawyer? And I had to sit with that for a while because I'm like, this is all I've ever known. This is all I've ever ever dreamed of. And I know I want to be a lawyer. Like, I know for a fact I want my law degree. I want to be able to practice law. I want to be able to expand the law in so many ways. But this process, this, like, for lack of a better term, like, law school is a three-year hazing process. And it's literally meant to weed out the weak. But um, I don't, I don't agree with that type of environment. Like, that's not what my soul calls for. And... Honestly, maybe I'm meant to feel all of this on a deeper level so that I can come and, you know, change shit and fuck it up and, like, rewrite this whole system. Because it's not right. Like, it's not surviving law school. (laughs) I should make a series called Surviving Law School. (laughs) Surviving law school has no bearing on how intelligent you are on or in how successful you're going to be or... It just holds no weight. It shows nothing besides the fact that (laughs) your mental health is probably in shambles. And I think that's true for everybody in in law school. Like, if you said you went to law school and you were A-OK for three years, you're lying. You're lying, period. (laughs) So, um... What really inspired this podcast episode to to come out today is, um... Today in art law class, um, I went to class knowing that we had a guest speaker. And normally guest speakers, like I tune out, I'm like browsing the web. But this guest speaker had me tuned in. Like I was captured, okay? I was captured by his presence, by his tone, by his demeanor, by the things that he was saying. And basically, to put a long story short, he... He's now um, an executive director of a museum here in San Diego. Whoa, is my throat tracker closing up? (laughs) He's an executive director of a museum here in San Diego who started his career as an anthropologist. He got his PhD in anthropology and then decided that he wanted to go to law school and expand his, his horizons. And after working for a certain amount of years in law school and making a partner at his, well, in law school, after graduating law school and working in a law firm, he made partner at his firm and he was like, this is not it. Like, and so he made another career change and now he's an executive director of one of the, one of the biggest museums in San Diego. And don't quote me, I think it's one of the biggest museums in San Diego. Um, but the point is that he made all these non-traditional decisions while on his path to figuring out what was his calling or his purpose or whatever you like to however you like to frame it and what his soul was 
yearning for and that resonated so much with me because it made me feel like whoa it's okay to fall out of love with law school it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be here it doesn't mean that you're not going to be a lawyer in fact it doesn't mean anything like to be honest we don't wake up every day for those of us who are in relationships i am not (laughs) we don't wake up every day and you know feel the same excitement and enthusiasm to be in a relationship that we felt day one you know and that fluctuates throughout relationships that fluctuates throughout friendships and that fluctuates throughout our careers while we're figuring out what actually makes our souls light up and so the fact that love isn't transactional it's not it's not an emotion love is something that you have to choose every day and that sometimes means not choosing it or not feeling it and being okay with that and that was such a beautiful breakthrough for me in that moment in that class that I was just like sitting there in awe I was glued to my seat paying attention to every word this man said eating it up (laughs) like if he prepared this to sell me something I am sold (laughs) so like Everything that I had conjured up in my mind or that I thought and I was feeling this weekend or the couple of past the last couple of weeks regarding me falling out of love with law school was really the fear of the unknown, like not knowing what that meant, not knowing what was on the other side, not knowing does this mean I'm supposed to quit now? Does this mean that I should stop? Even though it didn't feel like that's what I was supposed to do. And I just wanted to figure it out in that moment. And sometimes you just have to sit in the abyss and flow I couldn't have come up with this answer on my own or at least I wasn't meant to because I was supposed to go to class today and get that message from the man who was giving the speech and it's well received so All that to say that it is okay to fall out of love with things. It's okay to not know what you're doing in the moment, even though you've you've had this identity or you've had this idea for so long. It is okay. It's actually a part of the process. And the more that we embrace that part of the process, the uncomfortability, the unknown, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the more we embrace it, the more that we are in alignment with our lives. Instead of going against the grain, taking the hard route, just flow. And on the topic of flowing, like, um, I just took a moment this weekend to just put a book, so sorry, (laughs) put my books aside and I gave myself permission and space to just exist and feel my emotions feel my sadness I cried a lot this weekend (laughs) and it felt so good so liberating so freeing um it it felt like exactly what I needed and I was able to one be so much more compassionate with myself and show myself so much more grace because 
prior to me having that aha moment where I realized, oh, this is high functioning depression because the depression that I was used to doesn't show up like that. I was like, okay, well, I'm not okay. Even though I've, I've been thinking I'm okay, I've been convincing myself that I'm okay. And that's for the sake of me being able to keep going, you know? So I realized that I do want to get back into therapy. I want to speak to a black therapist who's going to not undermine my mental health and my mental status. Because I've also had the experience where I've had therapists tell me, because of the, the tools that I've developed in my life, like I have a meter system that, that kind of goes up and down when I'm like getting close to my point. And one of the things that are like a, a, a telltale, a telltale, is that how you say it? I think it, it is, is when my house looks a mess and I can't keep up with it. That's one of the things that like, but it took me a while to get, get to understand that I was going through that because my house didn't look completely a mess. It was like... I would pick up one corner and then I'll make a mess in the next corner. And then I didn't want to pick up that mess. You know, I would wash the dishes and then I'd like dirty dishes again. And I just was not in the mood to, I didn't have the energy to do more than the bare minimum. And because I was doing the bare minimum up as opposed to not like, as opposed to completely shutting down, I didn't think I was depressed. But the moment that I realized that, yeah, I am dealing with high functioning depression and this is how it's showing up for me. I decided to look into therapy again and start my therapy journey. So we'll be doing that this week. I'm very, very excited. And there's just like so much that I need to process and talk therapy because it's been a while. I think it's been a year since I've been to talk therapy. No, it's actually probably been a little bit over a year since I've been to talk therapy because, um, Once I started dealing with depression during my first semester, I went to talk therapy. And um, when we came back from the break, from the winter break, I never started back up. But I have been through so much since then. It's been a year, at least a year. So there's so much to process, so much to talk about, so much to comb through, so many patterns and, and habits and beliefs that I myself could use guidance and help through navigating you know these are unfamiliar waters for me and um i am not opposed to allowing help into my life especially when i need it (laughs) okay can i get it okay okay (laughs) yo i am so funny i really crack myself up so yeah that is what I wanted to come on here and talk to you guys about today and I hope that you were able to gain something from this um episode and you know I just want you to know that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to admit that and say that out loud as scary as it is no matter where you are in your career like that is okay and you don't need to have the answers right away. You don't need to have the answers now. You may you may never, like, come up with the answer. Like, that's the point of life. The journey is the point of life. Showing up as yourself is the point of life. Figuring out what makes your, your soul light up, that is your purpose. That is, that's your point. You're just here to be you. 
And the greatest gift that you can give the world is being yourself. Nobody else on this earth can be you. No one else can fulfill that task. And so with that being said, I need you guys to show up, please, because we need you guys. The whole world needs you. I need you. You need me. We need each other. And so I hope that this podcast episode can act as a warm hug from wherever you are listening to my voice and letting my voice kiss your beautiful ears and penetrate that your beautiful brain. And I just hope that you're able to take away whatever you're able to take away from this podcast episode. If you want to share your experience after hearing this or while hearing this, please feel free to comment, rate, subscribe, follow, tune in, tap in, all of the above. And if you're new to this, you can stay true to this by following this podcast on any podcast episode, on any podcast platform or on Spotify, Apple, I mean, wherever you're listening to this or if you're seeing this. Hey, (laughs) thank you so much for showing up for yourself. Thank you for listening and I will see you guys in the next one.